Hello and welcome to the Screen Chronicles. I'm Colby. With me as always is Steve, and today we're joined by a very special guest. He played one of the most interesting new characters in Season 5 of The Last Kingdom as Rongvalder, the brother of Sigtrigger. Mickey Stolt, welcome to the Screen Chronicles. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Mickey. We really enjoyed your character this season. He was a new uh, monkey wrench in the whole system here uh, with with The Last Kingdom. And uh, it was was pretty interesting, the little arc that you had uh, coming in as a new cast member, too, to the final season of a show. Yeah. Yeah, that was also an interesting thing to take on, not really be in it from the beginning and just have to, like, just be launched into this thing. So that was really fun. Were you a fan of The Last Kingdom before getting into it? Well, you know, I have, I have been following it because I have actually, it, this was not my first audition for okay. The Last Kingdom. It was my fourth. So, wow. <laughs> so it's like, I have like followed it like from quite like far back. What other roles did you audition for? I auditioned for uh, Citric and oh, cool. uh, then I actually auditioned for Citrigger, oh, cool. which was fun. So it was like, yeah, well, when I saw him on screen, I was like, oh, they really... We really looked alike. I thought mm. when I saw him, then afterwards, who had gotten the part and it was Ace. So it was like, yeah. oh, we really look like each other. And then he said the yeah. same thing. Um, we just talked to him the other day uh, about how when they were looking for someone to play his brother and he found out that it was you, he looked you up and he was like, oh my God, he looks exactly like me. And I think most of the fans can probably agree. I know I said to my girlfriend as we were watching, I was like, oh my God, I wonder, I almost looked if you guys were actually related, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's it's been a lot of fun because we we do also feel a little bit like brothers. We have we have so many interesting it's like we feel like brothers because we you him and I we really are we have have gotten a little bit of a like big brother, little brother thing going on, you know, with like we had this connection and it's like when we look so much alike, it's so it's just so much fun. We think so too. He was telling us that you did some some building to try and build like that brother relationship going on you know like one thing you told us you guys watch warrior uh was something that sort of gave you sort of that dynamic there what were some some things you looked for for building that sort of connection there well we we, we did see warrior but it was also just because warrior was was such a good reference to like the whole the whole energy because it becomes a lot about energies and about because we, we wanted them to resemble each other but 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 also still siblings can be like they can just be so different I knew straight from the beginning that this amazing character that Ace brings to the table as Seathurger just straight from the beginning, just like he just he just comes in with a bang, you know, in season four. And I and I really admire what he has turned Seathurger into. By the way, I say Seathurger because that's how my that's how Rungvald says it right so but but so if anyone is confused why I'm not, I'm not saying sick trigger then that's why but I was just like okay I have to do something that is just not that <laughs> because <laughs> like any sibling would not try to take on that much of that persona they also want to we want to differentiate ourselves sure. we want to be our own persona so it's like what is the actual opposite and we actually talked about that me and Ace is like what is what is the opposites of like when you of these two characters and then we i wanted to approach it like that we also we we did talk a lot about like uh, a lot about their backstory and like mm-hmm. why they are fight why they don't have the good connection and basically me and ace we we had so many ideas also about what we were going to talk about and then we ended up just talking about ourselves 
which just sure. naturally gave us this connection. So yeah, that was how it happened. I think. What were you looking at as far as like, this is what I'm going to be the opposite of sort of directions there. With the opposites, it's like if you have brother, a big brother that you look up to and he is like this very, very strong, calm type, mm-hmm. then that is really, really hard to live up to. And I think at some point you, you, you feel like you can't do that because a big brother and a, a big, an older sibling will always be one step ahead. They will always be that year older or those year older. They will always know that little bit more. Be that I, I'm a little brother myself and mm, my okay. brothers, I have two brothers and they're twins. And they've always been like a step ahead with uh, just their physicality, you know, sure. everything. Sure. So it's like what, 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 like for me as a little brother, it, 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 that was also like a part of the description of, of Rungwald. It was that he has this bravado persona. And that was also what, what I got. And that's like the little brother often is like, wow, it's like right. now there, they want to, they are a little bit more energetic and all sure. over the place. And I wanted him to really be like a little brother. So like my core of him is like a child. He always goes from a child perspective. And mm-hmm. that is for me, that is also opposite of, of Sitriger because he's like so grounded and he is like so calculated in everything he does. He looks far. He has plans right. like so way out in the future Rungwald doesn't he has like it's like 10 minutes from now he if he's hungry he's gonna go eat and then he's gonna go do something else you know it's, it's always those short things right he's sort of like the black sheep of the family or, or uh you know the which is, is really interesting and pretty cool to see yeah. and, and it definitely came across I also loved the connection you had with him because there is a deep love between you two that goes deeper into probably your backstory and you know you guys were raised together and so those both of those things come across for sure. Great. Well, we really tried. We really yeah. wanted them when we knew that from the beginning, that even though we could see the direction it was going, that then we definitely wanted them to have love. Right. We didn't want their uh, relationship to be something you weren't cheering for. Like we right. wanted people to sit and be like, okay, we want these characters to actually end up with a relationship and then situations should be the thing that causes it to go wrong. Totally. Yeah. And emotions. Totally. But they, we want the love. We wanted the love from the beginning. That's definitely yeah. how we felt. We were both hoping like, man, it looks like after, you know, holding the, the, the frying iron that you had walking with, I was like, <laughs> oh, man, you got to come back now. Right. Now I've paid my deed. And it's also like, it's like so many people. It's like, I've, I've, I love reading comments about Romelu because so many just love to hate him. And, 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 and it's just like, they just love, love to hate him. And, it's, and, and I, really, I really understand it. But it's just from coming from that perspective. I'm always coming from a perspective where I always defend my character. I always defend right. them. There's always a reason. It's like, and I think that for humans in general, it's like there is always a reason. And, and when we dig deep enough, we, we can sort of, Maybe we don't understand their actions, but we understand people's, how they ended up there. We understand sure. what caused it. And I don't know how much you guys know about this whole story, but there is a line where I'm like, slip before the ice rivers of Ireland. Right. Or that whole line about that he's saying there when they're about to cross the ice. And it's because yes. like Seatrigger left him to die. Yeah. So he just took off and left Rungwalter there. So for me, that is like, give me a really big reason to come back and be like, hey, Brita, let's go in and like try to, 
And yeah. I wanted to get connection with them from that because like I've tried to come in, but it's like, I think they have both made mistakes from yeah. where I see it. It's a great point. And, and he does say that while talking to Steora about you in one scene that he mentions feeling the guilt of leaving you there. And exactly. I think that that plays a little bit into him accepting you more. I mean, obviously the brotherly love is another reason why, but he's also a little feeling guilty. Yeah. And that was, like I said, it's like about the emotions and that's why Runvalde sort of has like, he can wrap him a little bit around his little finger, even though he like Citric can know that Runvalde is trouble, but he can wrap like Runvalde can like do small things and get him to do it anyway. Yeah. Even though it like, yeah, <laughs> gives him like immense trouble. So yeah, um, totally. yeah it's, it's fun. And I think siblings can do that. And that's the thing about family. And I love to your ent- entrance to the show was pretty awesome. We were hearing your name, the, your character's name. And as this like vicious Viking who's raiding. And, and then when you enter the courtyard drunk um, and we kind of see that your, your true colors, not that he's not, he's not a bad fighter, but you know, Sig Trigger said he's been paying people to say this. So what was it like to do that scene pretend or when you were drunk um, with the priests and everything? That was my first scene. Was it? I was going to ask. The first, first scene I did, it was like, because it's like we didn't do everything chronologically, but that was my first scene. And I got to admit, it was quite, it was quite full on to me to be on this like big, 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 big Netflix production and right. like big budget and like come in and being a Viking like or just playing drunk in general is is not the easiest thing because you want to do it convincingly. Okay. But then he is a guy pretending to be really drunk. He's a right. little bit drunk, but he's pretending to be really drunk and out of his senses from that. And then it's like to find that thing in between for me was like, how am I going to go? Mm-hmm. How am I going to go about it? And that's also why I think that's like the scene where I just give it everything because I think that was what he would have done. He would have just over acted a little bit in order okay. to pretend that he was like really really drunk sure so i think he that's also why he is so much in that scene he's really a lot and all over the place which is yeah. just so much fun it was so much fun to do and uh screaming at priests yeah and jesus loves you just yeah it was a, it was a really fun scene to do and just that i got to do that it was like that was the fun thing about the part. It's like he got so it was so much comedy. It's like he's falling back. He's like he's just drunk, so so drunk that he like falls into his back and he just <laughs> drops down. And that was so fun that I got to do something like that in a show like The Last Kingdom, because it's not it's not that common that we have these kind of scenes. And right. I've, I, of course, I've watched the rest of it, and it's like Heston has a lot of them. Right. And Yep is really amazing as well. Love that character. Oh yeah. To be able to to give a little bit of comic relief here and there is just for me, I just think is like it's it's really great for a show like this. So mm-hmm. it doesn't all become either politics or war. Right. Right. When you do fall back, um, I'm just like, I like this character already. <laughs> and then obviously things twist in a little bit, you know. Yeah, but okay. So what what did you guys think? So let me hear what did you guys think of that scene? What 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 did you think when when you when you saw Rungvaldr? So first of all, we did not read the books before watching it. So um, I know that your character's sort of based on Ragnall from the books because that's Sig Trigger's brother, but it it's obviously changed a lot. All I was hearing was about how badass he was from Uhtred and the guys, and all of a sudden you came in and was drunk and 
I was I, like I just said, like I was like, I like this character. It's kind of new. It's funny. And and then when you we see that you're pretending to sleep, I'm like, oh, he's interesting. He's like, I want to know more. You know, that's that was my first impression from that, that scene in your entrance to the show. Yeah, I, I felt like he was definitely trying to sell that he was incompetent uh, is what I got. I, you know, when I saw it, I was like, no, there's no way this guy is like that that much, you right. know. So that's that's where I was coming from. And I was like, he's definitely going to be a troublemaker here. Uh, but then like there would be the moments like when you're at the table and I'm like, oh, maybe they maybe they are good brothers. And it's just this is just one of those comedic Dane moments, because that's what we love the show for the Danes, too. That's what, what got us oh, into yeah. it was just like like Runa Tempe Zaba and, you know, Yepa. the brothers. So many, so many. Yeah, there's so many yeah. great. They were always the funny parts of the show. Right. So I was like, maybe that's just what he is. Maybe it's just. Runa. But yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, great. It's always fun to hear what people think, you know, about entrances and what they their immediate thought about a character is, mm-hmm. you know. And it made so. me excited for sure. It made me excited. I was like, this guy's going to make the show pretty interesting, I think. And the first episode, you really do with that, that huge twist at the end. And it's one of my favorite early scenes, um, the way they did it, where like the voices are building and you're sort of saying things to your brother, like um, you should be you trust your enemies too easily or something like that. You're too accepting of enemies. You're too accepting of enemies. Uh, exactly. And what a way to start a season, I thought. Yeah. You know, with that twist. And for Sig so Trigger to be fooled, it would have to be someone he trusts, I think, to betray him, right? Yeah. So lucky. So well written. It's such a well written, uh, just like the whole series. So I was just so lucky. Mm-hmm. Lucky yeah. to be able to, to get the opportunity to do something like that. Yeah. One of the things too that I know before that that awesome scene was when you're you're at the table with Sitchiger and and Ciara, and you end up passing out in the food, and then Ruby Harley Ciara comes over, and like lifts up your head, and then she like really puts your head down like really hard, like did she like smash your head? Yeah, I said Ruby. I said told Ruby, just just slam it down, you know, just do it. And you know, I was like. Because it's like it was for some some takes she did that, and I think maybe they've added the sound. But I really wanted it to be like that, that it, because it's so much fun if she's just like just going for it. Totally, and it looked um, like I don't know, did it hurt? <laughs> what did it feel like? Yeah, it hurt a little bit some of the time, <laughs> but it was also like I tried to prevent it from hurt hurting too much because it was like I can't walk around with like, <laughs> like big blue thing here. I was like, yeah, okay, let's let's just do it a couple of times, then it's gonna be good. I was like, geez. <laughs> but man, it's like I'm I'm like a vegetarian and laying in that cold oh. meat sauce for like <laughs> several hours. That was just oh, oh my god. Well, I could see it like I could see it when the prop department came and the people who were giving us all the things and preparing the food, making it look nice, and they were like, Okay. Now you just put your head down there. <laughs> it was just Ooh. like cold. they had tried to heat it a little bit. So it was a little bit warm for my face, but it was like after 10 minutes, it was just cold. And then, you know, we had a couple of hours of shooting. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so we rehearsed it. Fortunately, we rehearsed it without the goulash thing first. Yeah. But it was just, I had it like way up my nose. In the oh, is that right? I was going to say it was all over. Oh in the God. thing just below. I was like trying not to breathe breathe too hard because I was like blowing bubbles in the glass. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, and then right after that, you had another scene that got me pretty pumped. There was a picture right before it was released. I think it said like two days or something. 
the one with you putting the paint on, you know, we're starting to see his true colors here. Like what's going, we, we don't exactly know what he's going to do, but it's pretty sweet yeah. uh, moment there. It just got me hyped. Obviously at working with Brita because of uh, the white, the white face yeah. paint stuff. You're like, Ooh, here like, you go. The white stuff. Yeah. Right. That, was, that was also fun. And it's just great. It's just great to get to just smear something in your face and have all these things. And I had to get to have a lot of blood through the series, like things you rarely get to do. So I just loved everything. I was like more, more, more. Always said to the makeup department more. They, they also, yeah, it took a long time sometimes for the blood because it was so Is that right? Yeah. Well, we were talking like you got so many cool scenes this season and unique scenes, a lot of action scenes. Now, um, one of our favorites, which is a pretty unique Last Kingdom scene, was the trial later on. And we definitely had to talk about this. And I think I saw an Instagram post where you said it was a, a, a pretty challenging scene to shoot. Yeah, it was definitely the most challenging scene ever. Is that right? Yeah. Why, would, why is that? Because it was so hot, Colby. It was, <laughs> it was, I know it was real, right? Have you ever like been carrying a hot, boiling hot iron rod? No, <laughs> no, but it was one of my most challenging scenes, definitely. Well, for me, there was like many things to do it because it, for me, it was a highly emotional scene to go in and make a pain like that believable, try to try to make it believable and be like, well, because I've just I read it on paper and having a trial where he puts his hand into hands into boiling water and afterwards carries this hot iron for nine steps and he's about to lose his grip and is about to be slaughtered by his, like and there's so many things before as well it, where it's like he has this of course emotional connection because not only is this happening but it is his brother that is in charge of it and he is the one who is going to kill him right if he fails Exactly. And this was also really a thing where, to me, it shows his strength. To me, this is like one of the only few uh, times where it really shows Rungwalder's strength. And throughout the, the, the rest of this season, he's like, he's like kind of cowardly. We don't really know. We're like, can he really fight? Can he not fight? And, you know, we, we see him sneak away so many times. And it's just like he's, yeah. like, this is like really a time where he can actually he carries this iron hot iron rod. So I really wanted it. I, I wanted to show the strength, but also to show that it's like really immensely painful. Yeah. This was like half a day of shooting. And also because it was so unique that we were ending an episode and beginning right. the next one. So I also, of course, knew that, that this would have to be something that needed to 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 catch the audience to, like because if they saw the last picture of me and they were like i don't believe that i don't believe that that's hot i don't believe this thing what's going on you know we want people to to want to see the next episode and of oh, course God. we can cut in between but but it's, in the end it's my emotions and it's my thing so if they don't have anything to cut to it's like yeah and it was believable it was believable yeah. like the yeah. snot the snot and the it saliva so, like, was like raw and, and and they and I'm I'm actually like I for that scene I was inspired by have you guys seen Bronson? Yes, most yeah. of it, most of it. Bronson is like this the film with Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Tom Hardy and there's oh, a no, scene where, it, yeah. yeah, and there's a scene where he's like he needs to get a sedative because they this this whole mental institution for criminals they need to calm him down and he gets a sedative in his butt and now and he's like laying there and then he's like about to get really sedated and there's like snot running out of his nose and I was like fuck it's brilliant it's like right. brilliant acting I was like if I can get just 
a little bit of snot or saliva running out of my mouth. It would be amazing. And fortunately, I don't know what happened, but that day I had tears. And like, I have, I have a picture that was taken where I have tears and I have like, like there's like a lot of saliva running out of my mouth and there was just like snot dripping from my nose. They just took this little snot where it just quickly comes out and then they cut away. And I was like, ah, I wanted there to be more snot actually. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I thought it was so funny because it's also something where finally I have a character where it doesn't ruin anything. You say there's so there's such a big difference if it's like a character like Utrecht that all of a sudden is like where well, his snot is running out of his nose. It's not really we don't really want that. But like a character <laughs> like Runvalda, it's like okay that he can be a little bit disgusting. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I got happy and really loved that there was some snot there. And people have really commented on that snot thing. And I'm, to be honest, I'm a little bit proud that it's not fake, <laughs> that it is my own. It is real. Yeah, I was going to ask you, is that real? It snot? is real. It's my own snot. It's like everything. Did you just like partially blow your nose before the scene? Or like, how do you do it? Like, but no, because what for me was emotions because I've, yeah. every actor has their technique. And I'm using yeah. uh, something called the, the Chopak technique. And we always like put emotional images on everything so okay. um, i'm not going to go too much into exactly what it is because we always yeah. keep our things very private so I'm absolutely private things but in the scene uh, there's something very 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 emotionally i'm carrying so mm-hmm. that just makes me highly emotional i can even feel it now like that thing that i'm that was carrying oh, wow. when i did that over and over again i really just got into a thing where i just have to carry this thing and it was just like so like painful emotionally so right. I was like, that's why I have so much. So, you know, when, when you're just sad, you know, it's just, you have snow. Yeah. Wow. That was just what I, I wanted to have that authenticity where he, where he's like, he, he can't think about snot when he's in that situation. So right. yeah. is that what you, did you use that, you know, whatever that imagery was, did you use that too for like the pain too? Is that what you used it for? Yeah. It's like the emotional pain. It's like, it's like we, we, it's like we use it for something that has happened. So it's like that emotional pain and the brain doesn't really distinguish between emotional and physical pain. It just reacts to it. So, mm. and then it just comes across on screen as an expression. So for totally. me, that works really well. And for this scene, I was just so lucky to have that technique, but also just, it was such an amazing scene to be able to do. And so what cool. else made it hard was it was it just getting there was it just accessing that for you or or was there yeah. other elements that made it hard yeah and then there was there was of course there's always those elements that is like acting is all about hurry up and wait you know so you have to get yourself into that state and then when you are in those emotions they're like okay we need to get the camera ready okay we have an airplane we need to wait for a couple of minutes and you know it's uh-huh. like you're standing there and you're just like have all these mental images and it was just and and we were standing outside luckily it was the warmest day oh, i was gonna ask you time um but it was still cold you know we were uh-huh. shooting this in march or april so it was like okay. it was like still cold to be outside okay and with no shirt on you know and so what was it that you picked up was it a heavy bar or? it wasn't it was like an it's of iron so it has like weight to it had weight to it just holding it at arm's length for nine steps would just like your shoulders would be burning at that time anyway, <laughs> you know, let alone being super hot, you know, Exactly. Uh, but for you, well, like not a lot, it was a bit he- like, it was not like it was super heavy, but it was like, if you have like, when you're lifting weights, just without the weights, but it's just the iron thing. So oh, yeah, yeah. holding that thing, but doing that for, for, for half a day is, is good for your, 
you see <laughs> you probably had to ice your shoulders at the end of the day on that one it was okay it was it was fine but it's like again if you're in the emotions is like you, everything comes together so it is like i wanted it to be heavy because then it's yeah. like that's where i I'm, i want to struggle i want to struggle. Did you feel adrenaline then at that point or oh, yeah yeah was, yeah and also i went in and out of like also tiredness and sure. then it's like you just have to use that horse he's like hugely tired from screaming just like, like from five steps you know it's like this things start to get tiresome so it's like it's just about yeah and he does take it. the knee at that one point you know what we think that sig trigger is going to do it yeah he gets up we were pumped at that scene we were like let's, get, let's get to the end at first we were thinking take take the nine steps real quick feet. Like, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know yeah and that was the thing i was like reading and i was like why isn't he just you know just running Right. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, you know? Yeah. But it's like because he can only take the steps when Sid Trigger says, now you can take it. So it's like otherwise he has to not move. But okay, so let me ask you this Did you want him to fail or did you want him to win? I wanted more of him. Um, even though he did some pretty shitty stuff, you know, betrayed his brother. I was interested in his character. I wanted, I wanted more. So I was rooting for him to make it to the end for sure. I changed. I changed. It was uh, when he first went out. I was like, let's let's burn off the hands. Let's get the guy. Uh, but when you when you fell and you took the knee, I was like, come on, man. Keep it going. Keep it going. Great. OK, because it's just always fun to hear, because when when he when you go in and you're playing someone who's like really fucking everything up for a character <laughs> that is so liked as Sitrigger, it's like not easy to get people to vote for you, mm-hmm. man. It's not really. So I think many people just had, like just wanted him to. Ah, just, just yeah. get out at this point. For me, it's like more. I understand it with the character because yeah. it's like he is going in and, and like really uh, not making things easier. But totally. that is also part of the fun thing. Like you said, this is the first time you get to see like the, the dude has to be strong, right? Like you, right. you could be if you're just straight weasel shit. Like you, there's no way you're gonna first of all make stick it. your hands in the water, and then secondly keep going, right? So, I mean, yeah. that, that's what I got one over with him. I was like, all right, like I want yeah. this guy to be 100 now. Let's let's It's go. like he proved himself to us too, you know, like it's like, okay. like I, Everyone else is like, okay, he can offer some strength and not just cowardly mm-hmm. uh, snakiness to everything. Yeah. 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 But I was also glad when we, it was revealed that you didn't get executed by that, like perfectly like precise spike to the back of the neck that Wallen just uh, is a, master executioner master i was like also just having to shoot to, to do that scene and all of a sudden it was like it was like he was just leaning that thing on me you know it's just oh, having God. that feeling it's just it was it was fun but it was really like yeah okay there is someone leaning something like that to my neck yes uh, like yeah, i'm gonna talk my way out of this <laughs> how am i how is he gonna really talk his way out of it and yeah and again just uh yako who's playing ball and he's just also doing such an amazing job Mm-hmm. And it's always like, yeah, he's just awesome. Yeah. Just- and speaking of emotional moments, there's one that we kind of skipped over when you put Sig Trigger's head in the water when you're mm-hmm. like drowning him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What What do you think was going through Rongvalder's mind there? Was he totally like, was he just really hoping Burrito was going to cut him off? Or did he get to a point where he was like, I'm going to commit and finish off my brother here? No, nah, he was not committed to it at all. Yeah. It's like, if he was committed to it for me, it was, he would. Like, to be honest, he would have done it. Yeah. Because if that was the thing, he could have gotten more out of 
proving himself to Breeder by being like, no, now I'm going to finish this. Right. Like, I want my brother gone. So it was like, and that's also why I think he's screaming out and he's like looking for people around him to rescue him from this situation a little bit. And and again, it's like, I think we took that decision very early on. And, and luckily we we felt that from the script and the script was going in that direction that they don't want to kill each other. Those brothers, right. they love each other and they ultimately just want to to find a way to to have a good relationship. This is just like a bad relationship and up because it's they're Vikings. You know, yeah. like they yeah. it's like that's what happens. It's like it's not just that you you're not invited for a birthday, you are like left to die in Ireland or or you are trying to get killed, you know, and that's like that's the things. But no, for sure. He, he, he don't want to kill his brother. Right. What was it like doing that scene too, holding his head down in the bucket? Was that's that, was it- <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. I was like, uh, but also because it was Ace, you know, it was like I, at that point, me and Ace had like spent so much time together and we really, me and Ace, are just, are still, you know, we're really hitting it off and we're, we're really, really good friends. And to be able to do these scenes together also, I think for him to be the brother, like with the Iron Rod last time, it's like we, we, they put each other in those situations where it is uncomfortable, uh, mm-hmm. but it's really fun to play. And, and because I, I could feel that I trusted him so much in his abilities to like just to get up if he didn't like acting wise, like as an actor, I knew that that Ace would just come up if, we, if I did anything that was unpleasant. So I was just like giving it what I got. Gotcha. That's cool to have that trust with each other. Yeah. It's really neat. Another crazy scene after that one, too, that like I was like, what was when you had uh, I think it was all the Stiora's like crew out in the yard and uh, Brita's daughter was going through like marking off the sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she grabs your hand, uh, Rumvalder's hand at the end. And I was just like, what? Was there any like discussion at all? Like, were they ever thinking like, oh, like this is where you you get it, or was it always like, nah, Breda's gonna step in? Well, it was always in the script where like Breda's gonna step in. But of course, when I read the scene the first time, I was like, no, nah, this is how I'm gonna die, man. This is how this is how he's gonna die. And then that was also it's like also when we're talking about, it, I remember just having that feeling over and over again because actually he comes into quite like for only being there in like one season, he comes into quite a lot of these like almost dying situation yeah yeah. which was really fun to have those almost moments no it was always meant to that that brie was going to save him because she needs him and he's just a puppet to her and she needs that puppet because he's like Mm -hmm. the golden ticket in some way also into citrigus maybe not heart but mind both heart but also mind in some sort of way i wondered too if it was like somewhat of a reward because you did just pull off a huge mission for her but i, I you know it was obvious she saw rungvalder as, as an asset for her you know exactly and you don't want to lose a, a warrior that was an awesome moment and uh so tense and uh, yeah like you just said i'm realizing now there were a ton of moments where i was like oh i hope he doesn't die here <laughs> there were a ton of moments <laughs> so, yeah also when we were talking about it also it's like because filming it is like it feels not slow but it like because it takes such a long time you feel like okay now it's this scene and this scene and this scene so you don't really feel it in that way but i could also feel it when i watch it i was like oh he's he no no this pretty close to like dying all the time <laughs> yeah know? he's like he's not a very fortunate character he's not lucky 
I'm just picturing you reading the script like, oh, no, no. Okay, good. <laughs> just repeatedly. <laughs> and then, yeah, that was also the, I was just like, when am I going to die? Because it's ought to happen at some point. And you I, end up a king. <laughs> and I ended up a king. What? And that was amazing. That was amazing that he finished off in that way. Because I, of course, I love Rungwalde. I don't know, like, of course, where they wanted to go. And they, of course, had to, they were writing as well as we did it. So you got two scripts at a time. So I never mm. knew exactly if he was going to die or not going to die. So mm. I was so fortunate to work with the, the woman that has made the, the Chobok technique, Ivana Chobok. I, I, I have her as a coach and, I, and she coached cool. me on this, on this show. And yeah, she's amazing. She also coached uh, Travis Fimmel for Vikings. Oh, and, cool. You know, has coached Brad Pitt and Heather Berry. So she's like, she's just really amazing. She's really, really good. She said, we're going to fight to keep your character alive. We, so wow. we, that was our point all the time. We want to keep him alive. We want to keep him. We want to keep him. And that's what's also a part of like ha- having the love put in because we want to cheer. We want people to cheer for him. And as you say, we want people to sit and think, oh, I hate him but I actually don't want him to die. Yeah, that's pretty much what you achieved. Um, and there were times I did not hate him, you know, obviously, but there were times Good. I hated him. Make me happy. <laughs> I would say after, like I said, after the iron, I was I was pretty much for him. And then then we get the battle at, oh. the, at Ethelhelm's camp. Your your character, I mean, he's tearing it up. And then there's there's an amazing scene with uh, you and Sitchiger when you're fighting back to back. Oh at the battle which was just amazing it was so um, cool it was so cool. what was it like doing all of those things i got to do i like thank you so much guys for having me on the show because i'm just getting reminded of that was actually also a cool scene that was actually also quite cool you know just, like yeah. saying, so many good scenes you know that was amazing to do and it was amazing to get to have that fight scene i thought it was like sort of avenger style like well the way you guys were like diving under each other and and it just shows that somewhere in their past like they train together or something. I don't know if you're a Star Wars fan. It was sort of like a um, Anakin Obi-Wan sort of thing. Like they know each other's moves so well that they can just like, he knows he's going to be swinging here. So I'm going to duck and get the guy behind him. And it was so cool. Exactly. And there it was like, we really also wanted to take that opportunity to show that they are really caring. They mm-hmm. love each other. And that was also why, because we had made that, it came quite naturally. And there was, that was brilliant from Ace's side that he pulled Rungwalder in for a hug. Yes. You know, and that and that was like, it came out of the moment, but it was like, I don't know if he had decided it or not, but that was like amazing that he did that. Because mm-hmm. that was like the acknowledgement for me that Rungwalder had been fighting for throughout yeah. like the whole thing. Just and trying to prove himself. Why, and, yeah. That's also why it was just instantly, I just went in and just hugged him. Like he, I just, he just, Rungwalder just, he, he hugs him a little bit like a little brother, like coming in like, oh, so cool. No, great, finally. And he's just <laughs> like there, like the big brother, just like, good, you know, but it was like really, really, um, it was a really great moment and, and really amazing. Yeah. When we do our episode recaps, we pick bro moments because there's so many moments of camaraderie in the last kingdom ever since season one. And that one, one of our bro moments, that episode, that your hug and that fighting sequence together. And Ace was telling us too, you have, some sort of background as a trained stuntman too right yeah um which it was like it was so it was also a little bit unfortunate because when we we're doing our first scene many of these days happened a lot not on the same day but in like i think the same week it was not that 
far from each other. And one of the first days when we we're doing one of the big fight scenes, my ex got like got caught in like a cape of one of the extras. So okay. I pulled my shoulder. So oh, no. like, I think my I was like fighting with like a shoulder that was like just sore for like like a whole month from that Man. point on i didn't really think that my 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 skills as a stunt performer really came out but i'm educated from the australian stunt academy so cool. i am um, also teaching basic stunt and stage fight that's awesome it's more technical than I, i'm not a skilled fighter but i am i'm, I'm up for scenes for film i'm, I'm okay i know I th- the i know the basics I thought it looked great. I liked uh, a couple of the beats in that battle and one like you shoulder check a guy and then swing your axe at him. Just, you know, yeah. we look for little things like that. And you looked you look good fighting. And I was going to ask what your fighting background was because it looked pretty solid. Uh, but we had some good, great uh, fight choreographers like Levento True. was really great. So yeah, he's awesome. Uh, he's like he's amazing and he was amazing to work with. I was just so impressed with Ace. You know, Ace is like he was just giving it everything. And I was like. I was really, really impressed with his fighting skills, like they, how they came across, because he's just have so much energy when he's fighting. And yeah, yeah it, it was like trying to, I was trying to live up to that a little bit, I think. I was oh, like, you're really, saying the same thing like, about you. You're saying I was the same like, thing about you. Okay, great. Well, that was funny because I was like, really like, trying to, oh, he has, he's like, so, he has so much power. He's really trying. So I was really like trying to live up to him. I was like, I have like, trying to get myself to this point by tracking taking courses and like all these things and he's just going out and just doing it like it was amazing well it definitely came across as awesome mm-hmm. to us for sure for sure right. yeah and then right. at the end of that battle too there there's a moment where like he's starting to get pinned down by some of uh edward's men what was going on at that moment too was he like was he like trying to just fight to the end or was like he already starting to maybe think oh i need to switch sides here again uh what, what uh, was never, he, he didn't want to switch sides no Rungwalder, he didn't know he, he was like i think because he found his brother that right. was i think for him it's the ultimate ultimate goal and that was also why after zitrick died at that point i was like okay what is what is this ultimate ultimate goal and then it's like he always want either to get close to his brother or what would his brother do he has that kind of approach either to get close to him which makes sense for him to try to a little bit to to over he, he wants to get his power back from him yeah, so, yeah. so basically he wants to get his power back that was like after after he he died i was like what what is what does he want to do and and that's also why that's happy he got to be king he got to take in his brother's position because that, that was why his ultimate taking his power back yeah um but but now in that scene he didn't he he didn't never wanted to surrender or switch sides yeah. The way I saw it was like he realized um, when they were captured, they were walking up. Then when Uhtred comes out and, and talks to them, we hear him say something like, so it is over for us then. Yeah. You know, and that's the moment I thought, OK, and we, we then later find out that he does say we need to, we must get baptized. You know, we must do it. And why do you think he says that? What is your take on why is he doing that? Well, because he wants to stay alive <laughs> is what I thought and that he like you said earlier, like this character, he's smart enough to know that like he might get killed if he doesn't do that. I was um, I was in toss up here because the the first battle at Efferwich, I was definitely like this this guy. He's switching sides. He's afraid of dying. He know he fucked up. His brother's gonna kill him. Uh, but this time I was like, is he just trying to you know show like hey like I can do this, brother? You don't have to be so proud. Join me. 
Mm, uh, or too. or is he being coward? I I really didn't know there. What 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 was your approach? Yeah. What was your thought? That was also a fun thing because it was like I was talking to the director about it, and there was definitely a part of him that that um, he don't want to die. He don't he don't want to die. Right. But my feeling was just that he he's not he's not a character where to to be real honest, Des, destiny is all, but not towards Valhalla. It's like he has more like an approach like, okay, but if we die now, then what if we actually, what if we actually, what if we succeeded with, we need to stay alive. That's a part right. of being a warrior. And that was why he was like, for me, he made the first move because he knew that Cithrica wouldn't do it. And this was the only thing he could do to try and persuade him into do it. It was by making the first move. Mm. That's why he sits and he's like, we have to do it. Cool. That was my approach. For me, that was the loving approach to it. And that's also why he looks so much uh, to him and talks so much to Sitrig at that point. He knows that his brother is is so um, loyal to his gods, and and for Rungwalder that is not a reason to get killed, to be loyal to the gods. He's like he don't want his brother to die because of that. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting, and and it's interesting because your character at the beginning is sort of telling your brother about how you just found the gods, you know, something in your life, like you've had a revelation and you've changed. And um, so it's sort of a twist for me watching at the beginning, all the pure Dane talk, you know, it's gotta be pure Dane, get these Christians out of here. And then he's the one to go to the knee and say, I will be, you know, we must do it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that was yeah. also the thing I think I was fighting a little bit against. I think the, 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 both the directors and the writers wanted, like when I saw it, it was like, they wanted him to really be a coward. You know, they really wanted him to be a coward, but I always tried to find the more the, the brave reason for why he, he did things or the loving reason for why he did things. So he wouldn't just turn into this cowardly weasel that 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 I would also just be like, eh. like right. I wanted him to have reasons for everything he did and wanting to, him to fight for something he believed in. Which well, I'm glad to hear your reason. I thought that that's to be sort of the example of signature like look i can do this like we can we can try to survive this and so you don't have to die that's interesting yeah and you know it's like it's like him he's like he has so much pride that he don't want to walk right. through the mud exactly so, and romaldo doesn't have that pride so he uh, he doesn't have any so if if there needs to be walked through mud he can do the dirty work you know and i right. think that's a very noble noble character that he can go through all these things that are not that are not noble totally know? It's interesting. That's why I think Rungvalder is such an interesting character. There's a lot of depth, a lot of depth to his character. What was it like being on set too for that whole scene there with Sitchiger's death and that whole scene? What was that like for you? Well, it, it was great. It was like one of the, it must have been one of the, the first real scenes I also have with Alexander and with uh, Tim and, you know, it's like, to have all these, like all of a sudden, we 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 are like more. I was a part of something that was more collected, so that was really fun. Cool. And then it's like such an emotional scene as I was just focusing on that. It's like just C Trigger is just dying, like he's gonna die. Ace and C Trigger was was they were it was such a brave choice that he made. It was like amazing. And when you look at it on screen, it's amazing. And I am like. Uh, so proud of my brother you know he's like really he's amazing he's an amazing actor and he just makes a strong character choices so i was also like okay but what is rumble they're gonna do and i was like we don't have any character that's just crying his eyes out 
So in the background all the time, I'm just sitting and crying, sulking. Yeah. Like I was just Pain trying to real. do that the whole, the, the whole day, you know, because it's like, it's love. And when, when your brother dies and that's his only family, the only hope he has is without out of the window. During the funeral scene, there's something, I, you know, I'm, I'm curious about because did you read the books at all getting ready for the role? I did read, I, I didn't read all of them. I must admit, I didn't read okay. all of them, but I did read this one, uh, Warriors of the Storm, where right. uh, Ragnall comes in because I wanted to see what, who he was based on. And he's like so different. Very um, different, yeah. And in a way, I'm, I'm quite happy because I really love that I, I didn't, uh, that I got the opportunity to do something else than, than like this big, strong man. He's like, yeah. he's like a boy. He's like a kid. He's a child. And, that, yeah. and, and to get that from the script was just great. And I read the book um, and I like Ragnall in the book, but he's, I don't think he's nearly as interesting as a character um, as Rungvalder was in the show. He's not that much in it. I was so scared when I read it because he's like in the, in the beginning and then right. he's in the end and then they just talk about him. I was like, oh, what have I, I got into? <laughs> and one of the things they talk about, which I thought was interesting, is that Part of the reason he was at odds with Sigtrigger was for Ragnall's love for Steora, or he wanted Steora. Yeah. And there's a line when during the um, the funeral pyre for um, Sigtrigger, where you say we should unite in grief to Steora. Is that something the show is going for to just try to show a little bit, like Rungvalder's just trying to make a move here, or or not? Yeah, um, like I can't say what they. What, that they wanted sure. to do, but I'd like I think so. I think it's like, uh, well, it's also just he is just inappropriate. I don't think Rungvalder men, means to be, but it's like he's, he's not. It's not because he do he's doing it on purpose, but he just goes with his emotions, and then he's like standing totally. at his brother's funeral, and he's like basically the reason why he got into this whole fight and got killed, and then he's like saying to his wife that they should unite in grief. It's like she hates him. It's like why are you even trying? But he's he is trying because. She then is also the closest person to get close to Citrigger. It's like the love of his life. He wants to be right. like He wants to be king. He's like, okay, he wants to be close to the love of his brother's life. You know? Yeah, that's what I. That was what I think. But I think it's an amazing scene because I get that yeah. verbal. He gets that verbal slap in the face from from oh, yeah. as well, which is <laughs> so funny. <laughs> totally. Yeah, and and uh, Ruby Hartley and uh, Steora says something. My grief is that. He died and you did not. And it was just fun. Throughout the whole thing, me, uh, like, Rungvalder and Stewart just hated each other. And it was so much fun for me and Ruby to just have that dynamic. She hates him so much and he keeps trying. And, and sometimes he's, like, being, like, you know when someone hates you and you get a little bit spiteful towards them, even though you actually like them? That's, like, that's mm -hmm. Rungvalder. He, he tries so hard to not get, get his power taken away from him. that He just gets mean instead. <laughs> And was there anything else you did to prepare for this role? You talked a lot about your, your approach to acting and, and you said you read the, the book. Did you do any other research or anything? Well, of course, I watched the series and well, there was a lot of like small things I did. I wanted, uh, I wanted him to have another physique as well. So there is a lot of things that I try to give him. And for example, like he has this uh, vest of leather on right. that is like armor and, and for him it's uncomfortable. So there was like a lot of scenes where he'd like, he'd like, like when he's preparing for stuff he's like correcting it uh, because yeah. i found myself doing it so it's like you see him do that i think I, they cut many of those out i think because like but it's like he's doing that quite a lot when he's like getting prepared for stuff 
when he's preparing himself, he's like correcting his armor. Um, so, and then he has like the physique that he's like walking with his arms far out. He's trying to be bigger. Right. He's trying to appear bigger that, yeah. than he is. He's not overdoing it, but I, when I did it, it, it felt bigger than it came across on screen. But it was like, it didn't get too much either. So that was good. The, the physique definitely was something I did to cool. prepare for the part. Um, and then I tried to, to, to give him another slightly, another accent because it's like, Ace's accent is, is like, he, he's from Iceland. So it's like, I prepared a lot and I had a voice coach for that. Um, and then basically it's just the, the, the technique that I'm doing. Was that technique? Is that something you learned uh, like coming into when you were starting into acting? Or was that something you, you picked up later on? I was so lucky that uh, my mentor, Tua Linhart, which is the guy who actually plays Uthrit. Uh, so he's like, he has been my mentor since I, since I began, basically, when I was 18. So and he's just been like, he's been really coaching me a lot. And we, we started out instantly because he already did it back then, the Ivana Chopak technique. And I've tried a lot of other techniques, but this one resonates with me. I was so fortunate to then uh, also go on and got the chance to, because I had worked with it for such a long time, then during the pandemic, I became a certified teacher as well in this technique. Yeah. So I really had it under my skin. So now I also teach it and I get coached by Ivana herself. And, and it's just, um, it's really preparing me for everything. It's really been preparing me for so much. If anybody is listening and they want to do, to do acting, look into that. It's a 12-step program where you go through 12 steps with everything. We always go after winning and we use our own. She always says that we use our shit from our past, our traumas, uh, in our work today so we can get a better future. So it's always going towards that to present some kind of resolution. So we're trying to work with all our, all our traumas, all the things we are battling with, uh, in in our acting and uh, so we get it out and we, we we act out those emotions so we we go towards some sort of resolution cool now how did you get into acting uh, well it was not it was not a fun story <laughs> but <laughs> i wanted i wanted to be an illustrator and then i figured out that like i, I was sitting and drawing all the time and then i just i went to a, an animation school and i was sitting down for six hours a day and i was just like i can't do this after half a year, I was like, I can't sit down. I'm too much, I'm too physical mm. a being. Basically, I just found like this thing on the internet uh, that they said that they needed actors for this little short film. And then I applied for it. And mm. then it sort of took on from them. And then I just liked doing it. And then, yeah. yeah. And then you got into stunt work after that, doing stunts and stuff like that? Yeah, well, I knew pretty quick. It was actually only a couple of a couple of years after because I started when I was, uh, well, I must have been, yeah, but I, I turned 18. I was, yeah, I turned 18 when I attended my first this acting program. And I was 20 when I went to the Australian Stunt Academy. So it was like pretty quick. I knew that I've always loved doing stunts. And even from when I was little, I did a lot of stunts and we like threw ourselves off hills and stuff like that. So I thought it was quite interesting. So then I just figured it would be a good thing for acting. So yeah, I did absolutely. It. It's like an asset. And then, uh, we know Yeppo is an ex-stunt man and we had Levente on um, yeah. and we love talking about the stunts. So, like what are some of the hardest stunts you've done in your career? Well, I haven't... <laughs> Yeppe is a really skilled stuntman and Lavenda is a really s skilled stuntman. So it's like, I don't work professionally 
in that way. I'm basically, I'm, gotcha. I'm teaching the basics. So I want to do all the basics, but when we were, mm-hmm. when we were at the stand Academy as well, it was like, we did like high fall. So it's like 10 meter falling down from 10 meters, getting like hit by cars and um, like all these things. But basically I, I love more doing like the, the small things that are like, because we also do it more like in the Scandinavian countries. It's like, we do more like bar fight scenes. So that's what oh, okay. I you know. Like, like more like bar fight scenes rolling over tables and you know like almost like a little bit cowboy style yeah. that's why it's so much fun because that's when you don't feel like you you um put yourself in really dangerous situations where it's like okay if this goes wrong it really goes horribly wrong i love when it's just like it's really fun and you can get a sore shoulder or you can get right. a, a like uh, like bruises or stuff like that but it's like it's still within the it's so it's just like kids play you know yeah absolutely so going back real quick to the last kingdom the um one other scene that i love that you were in uh was that we call these like the uh, seal team six missions that we love in the last kingdom where they're yeah, sneaking yeah. in and it was the ice scene yeah and we know wrong knows all about ice as he tells Stuart. <laughs> yeah. i mean <laughs> it doesn't change the nature of ice we love that line um, but what was it like to do that that uh, night shoot where you guys are sneaking into um, Ethelhelm's camp? Well, it was fun, but it was also just it was it was it was shot um, like in over like different days, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like when they really like walk on the ice. That's like a big uh, big area outside that they've made. Uh, that's just wood, you know, right. and they've coated it, so it's painted. And then we were by a lake, so we, so that's when we're coming into like we we are actually close to a lake because and then we go in, so it's like it was filmed over and that was in another location, so it was filmed over different days, but it was it was so much fun uh, to do, and also because uh, we 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 have these different warrior bands that comes in, yeah. you know, so it's like to get to lead one of those was really fun. So like get to go first in one of these was like really the second unit, so to speak. Yeah. You're like giving signals. You're like slow yeah, down was, and you're like, all right, now go. Said, the director was like, yeah, you're doing, doing that bird thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing a bird thing. Great. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Oh, we love those scenes. We love yeah. those scenes. Now you talked a little bit, a little bit earlier about having this sort of backstory uh, for Rungvolder. Could, could you maybe dive into that a little bit more? I tried to figure out as, as as much as I possibly could, but there was also, it's so funny because I, I I'm I'm not that I'm not that big of a history nerd. No, so okay. it's like it, it is like I really just when I, when I wanted to figure out as much as as Rungwalder as I possibly could, and I easily get confused also because Citrica is also sometimes in history called Citric. And yeah, Citric, you know it's like there's all these weird mix-ups of the characters. And then when I'm at the same time, I was so, at the same time I was reading the book, watching the series. You know, it's like there was all these different layers going into sure. the book. Of course, is like also a fiction, so it takes a lot on that is like historical. But of course, there's some fiction added to it. Of course, so, yeah. because we don't really know exactly what happened. Of course, there's always a layer of that. The books uh, is not the same as as the 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 history and the the last kingdom is not exactly the same as the books so you know it's like going in and shooting it i was like uh it was a thing between knowing enough of the story and the history between the characters that i can use it so it's not confusing either to what 
Carnival and Netflix wanted to want to make of this season. Sure. I tried to use as much as possible. And for me, the big thing was that thing that Rungvaldi got left right. to die. Right. Because that made my whole reason to not to not hate him, you know? Totally. It was really because otherwise he's just this mean little brother. But here is it's just a game for him. Yeah. He's like, okay, you won the first thing, you know, now I'm gonna try and win. But we still love each other. I'm just trying totally. to take you out. I'm just trying to take your kingdom. It's like it's like it's like a, a game of chess for him. Right. And I'm also interested in like that time period between like the shipwreck that um sig trigger refers to and like when you found brita i was wondering oh, i wonder what happened with wrong in that time did you just find her and like what she was saying just spoke to him and well that is the thing is like i i, I could only guess you right. know what right. what happened is not uh, really addressed in either in, in right. the reason not either in the in course in history or yeah basically for, for me I, I basically just like he's a huge opportunist and mm-hmm. it's like he's a sea raider like which is basically just a pirate uh so it's like he he's like he stumbled upon Brita you know at some point and then he sees an opportunity right and then it's like yeah it's like he's he's she's probably talking about Stiora he's heard about Stiora he's paid his way into knowing where his brother is and he has his new wife, Stiora. All of a sudden, she's like babbling about that. And then they, they, he tried to lure himself into that. And he's like, right. you know, so that was what, why I, what I think has happened. Cool. Because I couldn't imagine that that Brida deliberately recruited him. No. And she just took, yeah, when he came into the picture, she was just like, yeah, okay. All right, here's the okay. point. Yeah, cool. Go take it. And uh, what are some things that you love about Rungvolder? Love everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, but of course, but it's like one of the things I, I specifically love is that that he's a kid. Yeah. And I think that is that is in in a series that is so um, filled with people trying to be grown up and in a in in a time period where you needed to be grown up really fast, then to be able to bring a character that has never grown up and and that mm-hmm. makes choices from a kid's perspective, that that make me really happy. Right. Cool. He's not mean, so he's not doing evil things and he's not doing good things. He is just doing what he needs to do, basically. Right. Because he's a kid and kids do weird things and they do mean things and they take each other's toys and they, they all of a sudden kiss a stranger and you know they do all these weird things. And I know I have a one year old that is like <laughs> doing all these weird things and all of a sudden there's a kid she has never met and then she kisses that little kid and then you know it's like and then she's I don't know, just banging someone head, someone's head that she doesn't know and waving to someone, screaming at them because she doesn't know them. You know, so it's like, is that irrationality uh, is what I love about it. Yeah, what, what about you guys? What if you should say one thing that you like about Ron Mother? And you can also say one thing that you hate. <laughs> one thing I hate. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to present that opportunity. Okay. <laughs> I, I like his... Uh sort of scrappy strength that he has you know i mean like carried the bar he he fought at that battle at the camp like it like like they were wrecking they were wrecking the place you know before edward rolls in so yeah i mean that's that's what i like about him i like i like that you know there is that deep love like did he betray his brother yeah but there's also that sense that he was truly trying to get his brother to like convert to brita into this new kind of idea 
of the gods, I thought, you know what I mean? It wasn't just that he was being deceitful and betraying his brother. He was also trying to do what he thought was good for his brother in a way. And he's saving his brother. Right, in his mind, right? He's literally saving his brother. Yeah. He kills him because he gets ordered to do it. But like when they're battling the first time, Sitrick is about to be killed and he stabs him with a spear. Exactly. And that's also why he said, I saved you. He's like, he, he doesn't want to kill him. Right. Then he would have been dead. Totally. So he would have been dead. Yeah. That's cool. I get that. The love. Mm-hmm. The love. Cool. Is there anything you have for the fans too? Like, because you said, is it mostly negative reactions? Is that what you're getting from the fans? Like, what, what no, you I get so much. I get so much positivity. Uh, I, and, and I'm really grateful for all everyone that has written me and everyone that still keeps writing and keep commenting. And, and everybody's so nice. Every like all all the fans to Blast Kingdom, everybody is so just genuinely nice, and and I feel so honored to be to 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 receive all this kindness from people I don't I've never met. I just get so happy when people both say that they really like the character or or that uh, or that they love to hate this character or you know all these things. You know, because it's great. It doesn't happen often. But if I read a comment where I'm like, where it's like half negative, I think there was, I think there was one where he was like, he's so forgettable. Oh. But for me, that was so interesting. If this character is really forgettable, it's like, I was like, wow, okay. They must because have been paying attention me, to the show. Was, <laughs> there were so many strong choices. And he's yeah. like so different um, than many. Um, but I just love it still because it's like, that's what I think this character can. People can have whatever opinion about this character right. that they want. And that's what he can bring to the table. That people can have whatever emotion they need to feel about him. And everything is okay. Yeah, I think there's a range of emotions you could feel about him. Some people might love him. Like, and and I, him. I like the character. And... Some people love him. Some like him. Some things he's like, he's, he, some hates him. Some Pity like, him, I would say, too. Pity him. Some, some things you know. he's coward and weasel and he like it's just for me i just think it's uh it's it's great because that's that's an, an opportunity yeah. i think to give and and that room gives to people is that they can have whatever emotion totally they, they need have totally. you seen the new season too have you seen it since it's come out yeah i have watched it i, I needed cool. to i needed to to find a way to 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 watch it and also because it's like Many, many actors are like, like they hate watching themselves, but, right. but I'm just not that actor. Right. I love watching myself because I learn so much from it. Yeah. yeah. And I just enjoy when you, when you have made something and it's just when you've really poured your heart into it and mm-hmm. then see what comes out of it. Because as an actor, it's like I have, I, there's so many scenes I've made and I didn't know how many of those scenes made it to the final cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to, I was so curious, like, what have they chosen to, to do with it? And what direction has the directors and the producers and like, and they have, and, and they've made amazing choices. Like it's, it's an amazing season. Also just from, yeah. from just the watcher's point of view is like, I love all the other scenes as well. Just as engaged oh. when it was not about Ron Wilder. And it was yeah. like, I was just watching everything. Uh, I was just like, if, also because we, some, so many of the characters we, we know and I follow and I'm, so it was just an amazing, amazing season. As, as a fan, were yeah. you happy with the ending too? Were you satisfied with that? 
well i think it's hard because i really i really like the satisfied is a is a weird word because satisfied satisfied I, I was not satisfied with it ending you know it's like as many uh, has also written it's like we want another season more. You know, so yeah we, we want, want more too more. totally we yeah. want more and it becomes like a weird sort of satisfaction but yeah. there was a huge satisfaction in finally like just having Uhtred back, back at Peppenberg yeah. yeah you know that just that yeah. thing in itself because Uhtred has taught so much about Peppenberg and about that that is his destiny and that is yeah. the catchphrase of the whole series that destiny is all so you just really just long for him to just be there I don't know what, what has happened no matter what is happening you know, it's like he could be battling, he could be just laying down, like whatever. <laughs> you know, you just want him to be back there. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. totally. So, so it was it was both satisfactory, but also not. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, wait, we're not satisfied that it's over. We're so thankful that there's going to at least be a movie. So otherwise, I think we'd been a wreck at the end of season five here. So yeah, very excited for the film. Uh, and then one other thing we were super satisfied with, and of course, this was a vitally important scene to the show, um, was the making of the square in that one episode. And you were the hype man <laughs> for the making of the square, which I just wanted to throw that in there real quick, because that was we love when they make the square and to see them actually make it this season. Yeah, you were the there branches. like, let's go. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Great. Great. Because uh yeah, that was something we found out on the spot, I think, because I didn't really have, I don't think Rungvala had anything to do, really. So we were like, what is he going to do? And then he would just try to take charge of everything. <laughs> and I don't that know if he even in charge. He's just like trying to take charge of it. And maybe he is a little bit and like, yeah, so good. But, but also great that there's like so many of these like small details that you guys notice, because there was also some of the things where I was like, ah, that, that maybe are people going to notice this? And, you know, it's like, because often things go so fast. Things it does. Fast, it and does. there's so many things to, to keep track on. Mm-hmm. And especially in a series like this, where we have like so many characters, mm-hmm. uh, totally. amazing characters to follow. So it's like, yeah, uh, the details, yeah, I'm just glad to hear that so many details gets picked up from everybody. Yeah. And that's the nice thing about Last Kingdom fans is that, they're going to rewatch and they're going to rewatch. And every time they rewatch, they're going to see new things. And it's going to make them love the, the show even more, which is why this show is, is really so amazing. Was there any specific moment from the show that you were very proud of that you got to do or be a part of? My favorite scene was, was the, the one with the iron rod, you know, the, the yeah. boiling, to get the opportunity to do a scene like that, which is also ending uh, an episode and beginning another one. And it's like this cliffhanger and, it's just amazing and then to have and to do it with ace and ruby and you know such great people that was so supportive as well and uh, with great directors and stuff that was just really wanted this thing to be the best thing possible yeah it was just an amazing thing and i love that such, scene. I really such a memorable it. scene such a memorable scene it's yeah. definitely one of the favorite things i've done because there's so many great scenes but that one mm-hmm. is just sticks out to me so much Pull the snot, the forehead vein too. Uh, when you're doing it, like oh, no, just pop no. that thing. Let's just pop that, and I don't know how I did that. <laughs> <laughs> you made the trailer too. That that it moment too, when you pick it up. This vein is just going. It's like <laughs> the big vein. Pop out. Get angry. That's awesome. Do you have any future works that you'd like to share? 
not not really right now um right like um i don't have anything that i can that i can share okay. right now but but yeah so but basically right now also because uh, the, the after i came home uh from the the last kingdom from the shoot is like so much of my time has just been uh, evolving around my daughter of course so just because like uh, yeah, you know, we shoot, we shot like a year ago and, you know, so you can quickly imagine that things happened like quite closely. Sure. So it's just basically, I've been a lot with my daughter and then I've that's, just been coping a that's lot. That's the most important thing. That's the most so, important thing. Yeah. So that has just been, that has been the, the biggest thing right now. Cool. Do you um, have any goals that you want to still accomplish from your career? Any sort of like dream projects or anything like that you'd love to do? I was so fortunate. Like, I'm just always anecdoting and like going back, but I'm t- telling another story, which is like I met my fiance on uh, this series we did for something called Black Pills, which is like Luc Besson mm-hmm. that created like this, uh, which he was, oh, his company uh, together media two created this the Black Pills app. Doing this series, I was like, oh, finally, like now I have my breakthrough, and you know that was like a goal to get to do like a big thing like this, and then uh, all of a sudden things just kept rolling and then you know you keep having goals it's like then right what is the next thing so so for me it is right now it's just i'm more open to things it's like okay what's going to come now and for me like the next goal came like get this thing out and also because right now uh, i can tell you that i'm in i'm in i'm living in sweden and I've, i'm i'm danish and i'm just right. living across the bridge from denmark and right now the last kingdom season four hasn't aired yet right on Netflix. We are still waiting for season four uh, and I'm in season five, but it's just like, it hasn't come out on Netflix yet. And I, I have no idea why, but it's just, mm. there is another, isn't like, if you, if you can call it a career goal, but it's like also a thing where I'm just longing. And that's a goal in itself that it just comes out and I can be able to share it in another way with, with the, the Danish and Swedish industry. Because otherwise, it's like you have to 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 either buy it or you don't just get it when you lock onto Netflix. Hopefully, that happens soon. Hopefully, that happens soon. Come on, Netflix! Come on! Come on! Let's go! (laughs) Um, what type of movies and shows? Like, what kind of genres do you typically like? Well, I I love yeah, it's boring, but I love action. So do we love action. I, w- I would have loved to have been one of those people that are like really artsy farts and be like, oh, I love this, these French, blah, blah, but I don't. Uh, and I'm not really that type. I just, I love action. And uh, like, for example, some of my favorite, favorite uh, series are like Criminal Minds and mm-hmm. Lie to Me. You know, it's like, that's that has been some of my favorites before The Last Kingdom. So it's like, that is like the type of things I've watched a lot. And your daughter, what are some other hobbies or personal interests? Well, I love reading and I love, uh, you know, I read a lot of books and I love uh, human psychology, but it all blends in. I think it all blends into each other. And uh, sure, sure. Yeah. What, what, what can I say? Be like, I, I love teaching, you know, that aspect oh. of it, like giving that on, giving on like the, the chop up technique and just acting in general. I love that. Nice. I love drawing still. Cool. Uh, I noticed you're doing some rock climbing on your Instagram and. Stuff yeah like that. exactly that that, that was also that i love that as well and but also because i've 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 done a lot of parkour in a, oh yeah so yeah the, um not the recent years because it, it, it was hard with the acting uh, as soon as i started acting really then it, it, it's been hard to really find the time but i'm i am educated also a parkour instructor 
So that's also wow. a thing. Yeah. And then I work with troubled young, actually. Hmm. Uh, so I work with kids and young people who have been into uh, drugs and, you know, wow. have done a lot of crime and, you know, uh, all these things. So, so I also work with that. And that's a huge, uh, yeah, that's, that's just amazing uh, thing to do. Uh, oh. And then I work with with them, and then just try to take them out of of their environment. And yeah, wow. that's pretty amazing, Mickey. That's pretty amazing. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. That's, that's so, all good stuff. That, that, like maybe that was not as much as about interest, but it is like a lot of those things that fill yeah. my mind. Yeah, we just want to learn about you too, as as an actor, as a person, and uh, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Read a lot of children's books right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is good. Cat in the Hat. Yeah. Yeah, the cat and all the Dr. Seuss mm. books are like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're it's brilliant, it's, actually. They're brilliant. They're, they're amazing. They're really amazing. Thank you again so much, Mickey, for uh, talking with here today. And, and yeah. it was a pleasure. Uh, like, it was like fun. the time has just gone so fast. It, was it really had. I know. Talking to you guys. It was like, wow, it's been really, really fun, guys. And uh, mm-hmm. it's been just, it, it went so fast. And thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, we were on. after we watched season five. We we're just like, I, we, we got to get him on the on the podcast uh, because, like we said, such an interesting character, such so much depth to your character, and you you killed it. You really killed it this season. And thank you for all the hard work you put into it to make it special for us fans. Thank you so much, guys. And it, it just it means a lot. There are so many that are supporting uh, both the last one and also him, also me and and my mother. It just yeah. means a lot, and I just yeah thank you to everyone for that and especially you guys for having me on the show really great and everyone watching listening make sure you check out we'll link mickey's stuff down below Um, make sure you like subscribe follow us too and otherwise it's like we always say goodbye goodbye and And destiny destiny is all is all (laughs)